Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas, and this is my mama's podcast, and, and here she is. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa, and you've just tuned into the Nine Months Podcast. Very warmly welcome here. This is my first few episodes that I am going to post out into the world, finally. I have tried to record this intro about 50 million times by now, and reading from a script, I realized it wasn't really my thing. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of of me, and this is who I am usually, so that's fine. Um, This is a birth story podcast, and I... I got really, I felt really empowered listening to birth stories and reading birth stories throughout my pregnancies. I'm a Swedish person, a Swedish woman living in the Czech Republic at the moment. And my second son was born here. My first son was born in the UK. And I didn't really feel supported by the medical system emotionally supported yes medically but emotionally not so much and I didn't really know what questions I could ask and what questions were even valid and when I started listening to birth stories it's like something clicked there are other women out there going through the same thing or the similar or similar thing to what I'm going through and and this is their experience and I really found power in listening to their words and found that power within myself to confidently walk into my births both times and and this is what what is my passion I would really like to share this with the world because there are so many birth stories out there and each and every one of them is important and as important as the next one so this is my little piece of piece of gift (laughs) to you guys from me this is totally my passion project and I'd like to thank all of the women that have shared their stories with me so far and if you would like to share your story after hearing some of these then please don't hesitate to reach out to me Um, my email is the nine months podcast at gmail.com where the number nine is a number nine and you can also go to my website which is nine monthspodcast.com also the number nine is a number nine there um yes so this is it guys let's get into these birth stories i really hope you enjoy them Hi Sophie, welcome to the Nine Months Podcast. I'm very excited to have you share your birth stories of your little ones with me today. Would you like to start by introducing yourself and who is in your family? Thank you. Yes, um, hi, I'm Sophie. I'm from Hungary and I'm living in Prague with my German German partner and our two children, Ingrid and Bruno. Um, we met here in Prague with Paul and I moved here from Budapest to, to live with him. And um, Ingrid was born in 2016 and Bruno was born in 2019 here in Prague. 
Oh, great. The same years as mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. So let's start then with your journey to becoming pregnant the first time. Did you guys plan to have Ingrid or how and how did you guys find out that you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we, we did plan. And um, actually, I became pregnant within a few months. So it was really, really quick. I don't quite remember how we found out I think I think I (laughs) felt it from the moment she was conceived basically I had this feeling that maybe it is that's it now I think I think I had this feeling and then then um yeah I made a test I told Paul immediately didn't plan any surprise (laughs) for him and then we were really happy and yeah, as we planned it, um, he was also looking forward and um, yeah, it was just very exciting. We were living in a flat share in that time and um, Ingrid was born to the flat share. So we had some flatmates. So we told them as well <laughs> after a while and um, everybody was really looking forward to her. So she was born into a small community. <laughs> it, it was it was cool. Ah, uh, That's lovely. So how was your pregnancy with Ingrid? Did you know what kind of birth you wanted? And had you looked into how the care system works here in Czech Republic? I I did not know the system here. And I was a little bit scared to give birth in a country where I don't speak the language so well. And yeah, this, this, this part of it was a little bit scary. But the pregnancy itself, it was all perfect. Um, I did not have any complications. I felt really well all the time like I I wasn't even I didn't have morning sickness much either so I was really lucky with it and um, yeah I did a lot of research on the system there's a there's some some Facebook groups here for the expats community in Prague which which were really useful for this where I could ask a lot of questions and lots of people answered immediately I got a lot of good references and I did not choose a private doctor. I just went to the closest OBGYN that I found and it turned out to be pretty fine. So it was it was a simple pregnancy and it was really smooth all along. Yeah. Is there a difference between the healthcare system here and the one in Hungary? Um, yeah. Yeah. In, in Hungary, it's pretty common to have your own doctor who will do not just like, not just the pregnancy, but also the birth. But um, it costs quite some money, but many people choose to do this. And here in Prague, as I understood, it's really uncommon to have your own doctor be there at the birth. So the doctors just hand you over to the hospital and the end for the last four weeks of the pregnancy. And then you give birth with whoever the doctor is in the moment you need right um which which was for me pretty okay i like the idea of not paying a lot of money yeah <laughs> for a doctor <laughs> that i don't even know so and and it turned out to be like i i was really satisfied with the doctors mm-hmm. that i met all along i was really lucky i guess in this regard and um i chose a dola because i was planning to have a an unmedicated natural birth. I actually didn't even think about a C-section. It just, it never crossed my mind that I would have a C-section, which was a mistake. (laughs) 
yes, I ended up having a C-section. So that was that was a little bit um, not so clever from my side, but I learned from it. But I had a really great doula, and she helped through um, through the whole pregnancy, also with like questions about the system. She was really really useful, um, helpful, and. Um, we also went to this um, parental course <laughs> with Paul, but we took it in Czech because that was Paul's <laughs> criteria to come with me. It has to be in Czech. And um, yeah, this was his way of motivating me to practice. And um, it turned out to be really okay. His Czech is better than mine, but I could understand most of the course and um, we got the materials written. So I could also like learn some vocabulary from it, which was really cool. And um, we went to an NGO that is um, helping families and, and in their way in parenthood. And it was, it was a very nice place. They also do English courses, but we went for the Czech one. And I was the only one not speaking very well <laughs> Czech in the course but it was it was really cool and and yeah this way Paul needed to also help me understanding I think it was also good for him in getting more involved so we did some preparations and then yeah the pregnancy was very smooth yeah that's great so would you like to jump into the birth story from here did you go into labor on your own or what what happened Um, yeah, it did not <laughs> did not start on its own. Um, yeah, Ingrid didn't really want to come out <laughs> somehow, and I had to go to the hospital every day or every second day for for checkups, and which I really enjoyed. By the way, there's this um, this CTG um, checkup where they they check the baby's heartbeat, and you have to sit in a like very comfy chair, <laughs> pull up your clothes, put like just the belly, uncover the belly, and they put on these um, sensors. And here in Podoli, in the birth center where I gave birth at, they have a room with six or seven chairs. So we are sitting like in a circle with mother. You can see all the bellies moving. <laughs> Funny. I, I really enjoy that. And if one, if one baby is not um, not awake, they try to wake them up by like first you have to drink some juice or eat some sugar, and if it doesn't work, then a lady comes with a bell, <laughs> and they ring the bell next to your belly. It was all very like it was really really funny. That sounds funny. I think I missed out on that one. <laughs> Maybe it's only in Podoli. I don't yeah. know, but but I enjoyed it it was super funny and then everybody has to sit there for like half an hour or more and in silence mm. with moving bellies so there were some funny parts um but they didn't want to want to come out and i was already in my 41st week and then the doctor told me that i can choose whether i want to be induced on a friday or on a monday because on weekends they don't do it so i asked for a monday to have more time but and then we tried everything that I read. I ate pineapples, I ate chili, we went for long walks, I went upstairs, I ate um strawberry leaf tea or drank strawberry leaf tea or um I don't know what else we did, but nothing helped. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tried to try to talk to Ingrid to convince her it's nice out here, let's get looking for her. But um then I had to go in the hospital and on the f- beginning of the 42nd week they they induced me Mm 
um, with some gel and they told me that the effects might come in a few hours or maybe in a few days. <laughs> Nobody but I had to stay in there because they, they had to monitor me after they gave me this gel. So, um, and Paul couldn't be there. So I had to move in. And I think it was the high risk ward um, where they monitored me. Oh, was there a reason why Paul couldn't be there with you? Um, yeah, there were just visiting hours. Pretty long, actually, compared to the, to the newborn ward. But um, he had to leave at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Or maybe even sooner. I don't remember. And then I was there in a in a two bed room with a with a girl who was actually high risk, and I wasn't. It was a little bit weird to be there, but I understood that it's important that they monitor the baby often after I got this induction. But um, after a few hours, it started my my labor, and then I had to go through about nine hours of labor over the night without Paul in a two bedroom where a girl was trying to sleep next to me. It was a little bit awkward, um, but I tried to focus inside. So I listened to music. I, I took Nora Jones with me and that was really helpful. Somehow it helped me focus on the inside and there was a private bathroom so I could also take a warm shower anytime. And that was, that was kind of, comforting but and I don't know actually about how labors go like I didn't feel it very strong I think so I went through the whole night with contractions pretty often like every by the morning it was maybe every five minutes and then they checked Ingrid's heart rate and told me that it's dropping so we have to do an emergency c-section immediately and the thing um then, then I didn't even think about it. I was just, I was just doing whatever they, they said is necessary because I was not in the condition to think about it. But um, there was a nurse who put on me this um, CTG before, before they decided we have to go for C-section and she did not secure it on my belly. Usually they put this rubber band around and she just told me to hold it. And it's really hard to hold something like that in place with contractions ongoing. Um, and I wasn't in the mindset to start in check, of course, to start arguing with her. So I have, I have this, this feeling that maybe the heart rate was okay and I just moved it and that's why it didn't record perfectly, but we'll never know. It, it, was, it was a mistake. It gave me motivation to learn Czech. <laughs> so then they, they they took me to the to the operation room and um, they they had to do complete anesthesia because we had no time for the epidural. Yeah. Um, and I just had time to call Paul while they were preparing me for the operation to come in because right. yeah, he was at home waiting for the news. Mm. We were in contact over the night, so so he knew that I'm in labor and he tried to help me over the phone, but it, it was really unfortunate. He couldn't come in. And then they put me to sleep. Ingrid was born. And by the time Paul came, and the doula also came, even though it was a C-section, she came there and um, she actually helped Paul a lot because she knew how the hospitals work and she she took Paul in basically. I think without her, Paul couldn't have been even there because he wouldn't have found where to go. But um, when Ingrid was born, she uh, um, Paul could hold her. So they had they had the the first contact. They could have skin to skin. And um, then they woke me up and they took me to the 
to the newborn ward because the ICU was full. <laughs> so I was supposed to be, I think, in the intensive care unit for a day, but it was full. So they took me to the room immediately, which was pretty cool. Like they monitored me also there. And I had a, this um, portable unit from the intensive care, but I was, I didn't have to move rooms and that was, that was okay. And then I was in a three bedroom and the hospital was really nice. It's a birthing center, so it's it, it specialized that at um, birth giving, and the nurses were all very nice. And even though I didn't speak very good Czech, they were they were super um, helpful, and they didn't speak English, but they tried to show me everything. And um, I I didn't meet many of them who were not helpful. <laughs> there were some exceptions, but it was really good. And um, the the room was a three bedroom, and the other two mothers were second mother so they could also help me with a lot of advice and that was great but but I really I was really sad that I missed the birthing part right <laughs> this, this was actually um, I think it also put some shadows on the postpartum yeah so would you like to jump into the postpartum from here how how long did you guys stay in the hospital and how was it coming home with Ingrid afterwards the hospital, I think we stayed four or five days in the hospital. Um, after the C-section, I think about 12 hours after, I had to stand up and take a shower. And then once I was able to move, like they, they saw that I can walk and I can sit up, then, then I could have Ingrid. So she was with me after 12 hours. But um, because of the anesthesia, I could only really see her after six hours because I had to sleep it out. Yeah, of course. So they woke me up right after I, I fell back asleep. So so I really met her only when she was already six hours old. Yeah. <laughs> I was really sad about, but the doula was, was super helpful there as well. She she asked them not to bath her. Mm. Um, she she helped a lot. So actually it was it was really really good choice to have a doula even though I didn't give natural birth yeah I since then I, I recommend it to everyone yeah so I had Ingrid with me then but um, she could stay for the night the first two nights she stayed with the nurses and they only brought her every three hours for breastfeeding because of the c-section because I wasn't able yet to completely take care of her but then uh, from the second day it was it was okay then when she started gaining weight on the third or fourth day they also checked my scar and it was healing so they let us go home and we took her home to the flat share <laughs> oh, great. Uh, that was really nice the the flatmates were super happy to have a baby there they were really helpful it was I was a little bit afraid of having a newborn in a flat chair. Yeah. But um, we were we were kind of good friends with the other guys and um, it was it was super nice not to be alone during the day if Paul had to work. That part was really nice and um, being a little family in our flat chair room was a totally new feeling <laughs> experience and, and it turned out to be very nice. But um, little by little it it um, turned out to me that actually it was a pretty traumatic experience for me, the, this birth. Um, mm -hmm. When I was there, I didn't feel it. Like, I didn't care. But a few months after, I felt it already that it, it's not 
leaving me this experience so easily and actually it, it was I think because of this as well that that I especially that I had to do the labor alone and I felt that I'm left alone yeah. even though it was not Paul's fault it was it was a little bit difficult mm-hmm. um, very difficult actually so I think in the first six eight months it was super hard for us to find the balance in in this new life but we worked on it um, I went a little bit later, I went also to a, a group therapy in Hungary, in, in Budapest, um, which was designed by two doulas. And it was especially for C-section, mm. for, for mothers who went through C-section. And it was really, really helpful. That must have been really hard for you. I think about that a lot when it comes to the to the language barrier especially here in Czech Republic when we give birth and sometimes we can't really ask for what we need and or what we want and then it becomes a little bit of a barrier in between the nurses or the doctor and the and us Um, and maybe like you said it's it's hard when we don't speak and we try our best but when you're in labor it's hard to think in your third language yes (laughs) yes yes so asking for what you need is not the first thing that happens yeah and this was my biggest fear actually about the whole pregnancy <laughs> that I don't mm-hmm. speak Czech well yet and um, I, I tried to improve my Czech but yeah it wasn't so fast mm-hmm. in nine months um, but I think I, I got really lucky with the there I think there were maybe two nurses who didn't understand that I don't understand them and that was that was a little bit difficult but also my my um, Neighbor, neighbors in the room, <laughs> they they spoke English, and they could also help with the nurses what they told me, and yeah, it was it was quite okay. And the doctors all spoke English. Yeah. So once you went through all this, and you went through therapy in in Hungary, and did you feel? good and wanting another baby straight away after that or how, how did you did you still work with it or no it well I knew that I wanted another child um or two <laughs> but yeah it it had to wait I needed some time I think when Ingrid was about one and a half or two years old that was when I felt that I'm getting ready for another pregnancy I went back to work meanwhile and I also felt like I need some some of my old life back like some more time with adults yeah <laughs> because Ingrid started to go to nursery and I went back to work and it felt all normal again <laughs> and I needed this few months to clear my head and then we we discussed with Paul how much um, of a age gap we would like between the two kids and we decided about three years would be nice because then Ingrid's already um, big enough to understand what's happening and not maybe she won't be so jealous so that's what we planned for we were super lucky again because Bruno was I think he was conceived by the first try basically (laughs) he really wanted to come so (laughs) and that was funny because we were we were in Hungary with Paul's family we took them there as a gift for his aunt's birthday and we were at um, Lake Balaton on a holiday when I figured out that I'm pregnant and we didn't want to tell them so we were hiding (laughs) 
hi like we were living in the same apartment and we were somehow hiding the pregnancy test and <laughs> it was really funny and um and then we went for a holiday in georgia when i was in the fifth or sixth week like right after figuring out that i'm pregnant um we had this holiday in Georgia and there I was really sick every morning or not just morning it was a totally different pregnancy than what my experience was with Ingrid and um, I couldn't stand the smell of Georgian foods which is really really sad because Georgian food is great so I have to go back because I couldn't really enjoy it there but otherwise it was a nice holiday and um, then we took a we we sent a postcard from there to our parents and and signed it with four signatures like put put there an x as well and that was how we told them that it's our i think we wrote it's our first first holiday together and then they were thinking how come it's the first holiday like we've been on lots of holidays and then they figured it out it was first joke we made with <laughs> ingrid we were so funny yeah this pregnancy was also pretty smooth after Georgia, I wasn't sick so much. It was just the first few weeks. And because I had this experience with, with Ingrid, I already prepared myself for C-section. Um, but I also chose another doctor, a private one, who just for, for the course of the pregnancy, who also worked in the hospital where I, where I gave birth to Ingrid and where I was planning to give birth to Bruno. So I felt more safe this way. Um, and I was planning for for a natural birth, and he said that it's all fine. Like he's supporting that. Um, actually, what he told me, and I was really surprised about, is that in in this hospital, the protocol is that um, they support natural birth after C-section if if there are no um, conditions against it. And um, in Hungary, it's it's totally the opposite. If you had a C-section, you really have to do a lot of research to find a doctor who will support you in doing a VBAC. But yeah, so I was planning for that. And I, I um, asked my doula again that maybe this time we can actually um, give birth together. Like she can, she can support me and she was very happy. And um, yeah, we were really looking forward. But Bruno also didn't want to come out. <laughs> and he was growing quite big in this hospital they they um, only let you try natural birth after c-section if the baby is smaller than 3.8 kilos and he was measured exactly that <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor said that he would rather do a do a c-section but he let me wait two more days yeah in case the birth starts so again i tried everything that i read all sorts of um, ideas to help giving birth, to induce the birth, but nothing worked. Um, so with Bruno, we had a planned C-section, which was a, I think it was, it was really necessary for me to override the bad experience with Ingrid. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a great experience for me. Paul was there all the time. He was really supportive, so I didn't feel left alone anymore. And um, I was awake, so I was present at birth. And um, I saw Bruno in the first moment. He, he was pretty big. He, I, I was actually glad I didn't have to give birth to such a big, big <laughs> kid. He, he was 3.8, as they measured. Okay. 
and that yeah. would have been probably difficult <laughs> i don't know yeah. um, and actually as they prepared me for the for the c-section my water broke so it was even though i didn't have labor i would have been really happy to go through some at least some hours of labor with bruno as well to to know that he's also prepared to be born but but it was a signal that he would have come soon anyway yeah. so that somehow was reassuring that yeah that yeah he's also fine and and he was and it was much easier with everything i was really afraid of the postpartum period in this time because i had this bad experience with finding our our balance so hardly but um but with bruno it was it was much easier because we were probably because we were already in the role of parents we didn't need to to learn into the or to find these new roles in our relationship we didn't have we didn't have these issues and it was super happy so it it was a great second experience for me even though it was a c section i somehow i worked on it also in myself to accept that I'm not going to give birth naturally. And um, it was, I think it worked. Yeah. How does it work in the hospital when you have a C-section here in Czech Republic? Do you, do you get to see the baby or have skin to skin or do they take the baby or how, how does it work? Well, um, you can write a birthing plan, even if you have a C-section. I can only talk about this specific birthing center, Podoli, which is, um, I think pretty progressive mm -hmm. in, in, in Prague. So with this plan C-section, I had to go in the day before the date because they prepared me for, for the operation. Mm -hmm. They did some checkups. Yeah, they, they prepared me for the, for the C-section. And then I had to talk to the anesthetist um, to discuss how it will be the best. So I, I got a, I got a, Ooh, I don't know how it's called in English, but I was just numb. I could feel everything, but I didn't feel the pain. Um, I got a spinal anesthesia, I think it's called. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a weird experience. I was, mm -hmm. I, I was a little scared that I will still feel it. Yeah. Um, and when I told this to the nurse, she told me, oh, the operation is going already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was relieved. And yeah, they were super nice. They, um, Paul could be there as well. He had to wear all sorts of this protection clothes and um, he was sitting at my head and then there was a curtain so we couldn't see what's happening with my belly. But when they took Bruno out, then Paul could hold him and they, um, they put him to my chest or to my face mm. immediately. So... I could cuddle with him a little bit, but then they, they went and washed him. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they, we could have probably requested not to wash him and, and um, not to cut the, the umbilical cord immediately, but um, I didn't feel I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't really, I, I just let this part go, but um, they gave, they gave the baby to us. And then while they were um, stitching me, we had the baby with us. Mm -hmm. um, I was just not able to move because my my one of my arms was used <laughs> for the infusion, <laughs> so I, I I had to have some some canoes. So I um, Paul was holding him at my face, but it was 
it was nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then I could have him with me in the room. Um, no, they took me to the to the intensive care unit for one day, and there they have the babies just next door, so you can hear them crying, and they bring them in every three hours, or you can request to have him more often if you want, but in, by default they they bring them for breastfeeding every three hours, and um, once you are able to stand up, they take you to have a shower, and then you can go to the room where you are already like in in the same room with the baby. Yeah, and this time we were in a new, newly renovated ward, in a two-bedroom with a private bathroom. It was really nice. We had the babies next to our beds, and the checkups for the babies were also performed in the room. Mostly, they just took them, I think, twice when when they got uh, some when they got the K, vitamin K shot and some blood tests. Then they took them, but whatever they could do in the room, they did in the room. So we were all together great and did your doula was she present at your birth as well no this time she wasn't she she followed the whole pregnancy again we had some consultations but um because it was a planned c-section where where she wouldn't really have had a lot of things to do then she didn't come there but um, we met afterwards she was also helping with breastfeeding if i had any questions so that's how i was born it sounds like two completely different experiences and especially through the postpartum then. So you felt much better this time around or? Yes. And also healing after the C-section was much, much faster somehow with, with Bruno than it was with Ingrid. And I knew what to expect already. And then maybe that's why I felt it's easier, but I could, I could walk faster. I was able to go out to the corridor on the second day after after giving birth and take Bruno and show him to my visitors, my parents and, and Ingrid and Paul. Um, and this wouldn't have been possible with Ingrid. I wasn't able to, to walk yet, really, just with a lot of pain. So my, my body was treating it also much easily, I think. Yeah. And how was Ingrid? Was she happy for a baby brother? Yes, she was really happy. She was really cute. She was a little bit angry at me because I wasn't home with her for three nights. Right. <laughs> and this time it was only three nights, but it was the longest time I was away from her. Um, and that was hard for her. But she had her grandparents here that somehow helped her cope. <laughs> no, she was, she was really happy and she was really helpful also with Bruno when we took him home and um, we took uh, we were still living in the flat share when Bruno was born we we introduced him to the flatmates <laughs> and uh, my flatmates were, were really helpful because um, they even helped take Ingrid to Skolka to, to kindergarten in the first two weeks I I still didn't want to go out or I couldn't really um, Bruno was born in February it was pretty cold still I couldn't still wear trousers because of the of the cut so so for two weeks I was home with him mostly and um yeah it was it was really supportive um yeah atmosphere <laughs> to be at it was it was nice but a bit later we we moved to an to an own apartment to um spare the flatmates from the sounds that come with babies that's wonderful. And I guess when there's two little ones as well, it's nice to have a little bit more space yes, yes, for the yes, family, right? for us. Yeah. All right. So are there any 
references that you'd like to share with with the listeners i've i've written some down that you've mentioned along the way some of the mm -hmm. facebook groups maybe or or your doula contacts or anything that you feel like i'd like to share oh okay yeah sure why not um well um i used i used the pregnancy app i think it's called pregnancy plus um which was um, which was super useful because it gave a weekly and also a daily insight into what's happening with the baby. It also had some tools like a contraction counter or a checklist for packing the hospital bag. So, so it, was, it was really nice. But I especially like to see a comparison of how big the baby is. I think they compared it with fruit. So we knew every each week um, that um, she's a raspberry now. Now she's a plum. It was, it was really funny. And I also read this book. I think it's the most common book people buy this What to Expect When You Are Expecting, I think, which also has this um, monthly and weekly insights to pregnancy. And, yeah, the Facebook groups that I, that I used, well, some of them were Hungarian, but um, here in Prague, there's this um, Bumps, Babies and Tots group, which I think is really useful. I think that one's a very um, judgmental, free, lovely space to just ask all of your questions that you need answers to, how, however simple they might be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It is definitely a safe space. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also a breastfeeding support group in Prague in English, which was super useful. I think it's called Breastfeeding Support Prague, <laughs> or something like that, where, where actual lactation consultants are, are answering. That's perfect. Okay, I'm going to put, I'll put all these things to your um, show notes page so that if people want to, to find links and stuff, we can find them there as well. Cool. Thank you for being here and sharing with me today i really appreciate it thank you for listening <laughs> thanks again sophie for coming on the podcast and sharing your birth stories with us today if you are listening in and you'd like to reach out to sophie with any questions or anything feel free to drop me an email at the nine months podcast at gmail.com where the nine is the number nine. And if you would like to check out any of Sophie's recommended resources, they will be available on her show notes page on my website, nine months podcast.com. And again, the number nine will be a number nine in that address as well. And if listening into this podcast makes you feel like you'd like to share your birth story with us too, then don't hesitate to contact me on any of these previous mentioned addresses and means. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful week ahead and we'll see you next week.